Welcome to the BTA podcast. BTA, the voice of business travel. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to uh, the BTA review, the first of 2024 with me, Clive Ratton. And me, Andrew Clark. So here we are uh, in a new year, lots to look forward to and uh, lots to uh, work on, I guess, moving forward. But uh, clearly, we both had a, a bit of time out and you uh, took to the skies and went for some sunshine before we started uh, back, I believe. Is that right? A- absolutely. And uh, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed, Clive, because you've not had a holiday since last year. And, you uh, know, this is uh, this is pretty terrible when it comes to your record of holidays. Yeah, but as you know, don't worry, I'm fixing that. I'm off now. Uh, oh, yeah, for, yeah. For, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Phew. I'm glad you reminded me. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, I would have been without a holiday Yeah, for almost a couple of weeks now. But yes, first one of the year coming up very soon. Going off to get my vitamin D fix uh, very shortly. But um, yeah, nonetheless, it was good to uh, have a little bit of time over Christmas for both of us, I think. And, and yeah, definitely. And now I'm taking a bit of bit of footy and all that kind of stuff and see the family all good but now we're back in a big year as it always is for business travel and, and sadly there's a lot going on in the world that is not uh good um but we can focus on uh the business travel industry which is all we can impact and uh, we've got quite a lot quite a lot planned i think uh in the first quarter well i don't think i know we've got a lot planned in the in the first quarter um but it's already been a very busy f- start to 2024 and we're only uh, a few days into it to be honest with you but um we did get together as a team which was good on it to, uh, in a room yeah i mean to get to get together so early in the year really helps i think we just kind of refocus on what's important for our members and partners and and what's maybe not so important we might think is important but once you kind of review 23 and then you look forward i think that helps us kind of refocus a little bit so it was good to spend the day together uh in sunny reading yeah. um Again, the home our... of the internationally great football team. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, <laughs> that but, once uh, was. It once was, yeah, past glories. Um, but it's it, what I really um, realised. Uh, having I did a little uh, poll on LinkedIn. Uh, I think it was between Christmas and New Year on what are the big subject matters for business travel, just to give us some guidance um, around that that we want to create content around that the industry will need to talk about and want to talk about. Um, and I'm surprised how much I've got, and I've got to note it all down because there were four subjects in there, of which really, you know, kind of surprisingly, but not surprising at the same point is. No, NDC or full content was number one over sustainability as a as voted for out of, and we had a couple of hundred votes on that so it wasn't just BTA community it was anybody sure. on 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 LinkedIn um, but equally uh, the impact of AI in the industry was um, was number three uh, so we'll be we'll be touching on that a little bit um, but. Uh, Equally, I've got loads of other subjects people have come to me with. Uh, I was thinking, wow, that's a really big subject. We need to do some webinars on. Um, as, for example, I was chatting to the DFT a little bit earlier today around um, uh, travel or air travel in particular for disabled and uh, travellers in business and those with hidden disabilities and how we can improve the industry. So they want to get involved in a discussion around that with our industry. And it's something um, I know I want us on the agenda this year is just uh, really covering that. So that's the kind of you know, subjects that are coming in saying, please, can we can we talk to you about and and lots, lot more. So uh, I really, um, yeah, we've got to get building some of those webinars in between the the events. But um, there is. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's an appeal probably to the people that listen in and sort of jump in and out of the BTA. It's it's, it's give, give us information of, of what you want. It, it was proven quite heavily last year that when we pick the right topic, we received 
you know humongous numbers to some of our webinars which is you know over 100 people to some of our webinars is a really really good turnout and and engagement through those webinars not just yeah. people kind of listening in so it's really important for us the topics that, that we pick on and and as we discussed in our team meeting i think building them off the manifesto building them uh, to ensure that we, yeah. we we focus on the right things in what is going to be a strange year right not only are we going to have elections here but elections in the us and we know that both uh, both areas of of the of the world impact our industry quite significantly but that being the two biggest or the biggest corridor for for international business travel yeah no it is i mean the political side of thing is um is going to be a challenge we've definitely got half a year of stuff kind of happening and and a good point now is that the current government are uh, working hard to actually get stuff done because it helps when it gets to the polls right if they can actually prove it so that yeah. you get attention and you get bills being passed quicker um, than maybe before but then you go into a period where nothing happens uh, when you get into election mode from a government perspective so we need to get all of our ducks in a row for the first half which we're which we're trying to do but equally we've got a real window of opportunity for the business travel sector and this is where you know, what the BTA does, all of us in the team, is get that message across around how important business travel is, what the concerns are of travellers. And that's why people join the BTA, I think, as well as all the other stuff that we do and uh, allows us to do it. So already off the back of our manifesto, which we sent out just before Christmas, really, I think it was early December. Uh, I've had uh, two or three MP meetings, but on Monday uh, of the recent week, I met with the shadow uh, minister for roads who sits within the uh, what could be the uh, Department for Transport if uh, Labour were to get in. Um, so we had a really good chat with him around electric vehicles and charging points uh, and also about rail, even though it's not his remit, he sits with that team to look really interested to hear what you guys got about rail. And, and the reason I mention all this is a window of opportunity because clearly they're fishing for business support and, um, and cool. votes. So we're working really hard with Cavendish, our partners, to get in front of as many Labour uh, potential ministers or MPs as we can because they're open to it right now. Uh, and if you can grab them, which I hope we did, I, I did a really nice brief for him, which was not really my work. It, I went out to our buyers, to our ground operators, and your chauffeurs, taxis, car hire companies, and our TMCs around what are the issues around it. And they came back with some fantastic stuff about EVs that I hadn't thought about um, that I could present to him. And he was like, great, this is fantastic. I'll take this away and we'll come back to you about some more. So um, it is, uh, I find it quite an exciting time if you use it as an opportunity. Whatever your political persuasions are, you have to run with what uh, you do. So we'll be working uh, a lot around that. And um, yeah, so that's um, really where we're at. But as you know, because you're in Manchester, I've hit on a bit of a campaign around. the I personally think outrageous increase in airport drop-off and pickup fees um, yeah. at our airports, which of course are non non-regulatory, non-regulated because they're commercial businesses, it's not a government um area where they control, they they can do what they like, but it is um, you know, 25% increases. Uh, in parking fees, making it you know up to fifteen to twenty pounds to drop off and pick someone up is just to basically deliver a customer to that organisation's door. I, I just think is wrong, and I think it's got out of hand, and we're we're going to fight that one a little bit. And I I was interested, but both um, Bill Esterson, who was the um, shadow minister, was like aware of it, and some of his constituents, I think, had raised it, and it was being talked about. And when we spoke, you and I had our, our usual kickoff call for the year with the DFT Air Team. Um, I was surprised, given that it's government and it's not their area, that they were really aware of it and saying that there is an issue with it, and they're 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 monitoring it very closely. So, um, yeah, interesting one that. 
Yeah, and I think you know, if, if even if you look at our manifesto for those that, that have have not yet seen it, one of the areas is we talk about is that kind of investment and support in the regional airports. And if these airports are going to continue to hold, we're not just talking about Heathrow and Gatwick here. We're talking about regional airports that are putting these charges in. If these uh, regional airports continue to price hike, people just basically dropping off for what what literally is less than two minutes. You know you pull up in a car, you chuck the person out the back seat and then you drive off and it's costing you six, seven, eight pounds. It, it's going to put people off going and that's that's going to be a challenge for us. And, and it's and it's interesting, you know, you, you talk there about some of the uh, conversations you've been having. Funnily enough, all kick back into what we set out as our manifesto at the start of the year, you know, with the investment in electrical vehicle charging. I, I noticed that a named car hire company was slashing its electrical vehicle fleet uh, over in the US. And, and we know that sometimes what happens in the US eventually makes its yeah. way over the pond. So that'll be an interesting story to follow. Another area of our manifesto is the prioritization of the rail infrastructure. Well, we we heard the, HS, the boss of HS2 saying that the trains from Birmingham to Manchester will actually be slower with the new proposal and the new setup, uh, which is obviously not gone down well with with us of us Northern persuasion. So there's lots of challenges, and I think you know what one of our roles, and we we talk about this all the time, is we're the kind of person in the middle that needs to give it that voice and make sure people are aware of a lot of these challenges that are happening in the industry that are causing you know, some of these uh, barriers to people just going about their everyday life and doing business. Yeah, and it's so, I mean, it, it kind of frustrates me a little bit when people say, well, what do you do as an association? Why should I invest in it? Well, if, if we weren't out there banging that drum in government and what have you, these things, you know, inevitably they may happen anyway because government's bigger than anybody, of course, but you can make a noise and you can, um, you know, make a difference. We already had it. We had in our manifesto about expanding public service uh, routes from there where they're funded, where it's needed. Government have actually changed that. And now it's not just on routes to London. So we have made a, a little bit of difference. Again, we're not claiming 100% credit for that, but our input was part of the momentum that got mm. government listening to saying, we need to change that for business um, between two regional points. You need uh, air routes that are sometimes not totally viable unless they've got some public support. So, you know, that that has happened. So, you know, it doesn't but it doesn't come for free what we do. We have to use organisations that get us through the door. And that's what we use the funds for. And already this week, you know, we've had two meetings with the DFT, we've had a meeting with a shadow minister uh, and I've got another three meetings up when I get back off my next holiday, um, you know, with other MPs of uh, various party persuasion. So, um, you know, it is really important if we as an industry want to keep fighting and make change that we are able to do that. And that's what our our job is um, at the BTA is to, to get in that amongst all the rest we do of education, networking and um, that part. That's the uh, that's the ad and the rant over. But I'm, I'm looking forward to the challenge on the airport fees. Again, I'm not sure ultimately we'll make any change, but if we, um, if we do kind of make a little bit of an impact and get some engagement, that's great. But I will um, flag up, uh, you know, one airport that is really good, which is London City Airport, which is the only one I've found so far, but I, I'm ready to be told differently that don't make a charge for um, for dropping off uh, and picking up. So, yeah, it's not all UK airports. And I should say that when I did a little survey across Europe and most of the rest of the world, it's not a thing that happens anywhere else. In fact, no. Italian and French, they, they term it kiss and fly, which I think is a really nice way of doing it. Maybe not for the business traveller, but you never know. They still say kiss and fly, where you get 15 minutes to say cheerio, 
um, and then kiss and pick up, which is the welcome home, which is a really nice way of doing uh, it. We're here, we just say £7.50. Thanks very much. Could you? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's an expensive kiss. Wow. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, <laughs> but um, so, yes, that's that's going on. And then we've got, um, I, I think, well, the bit I'm really looking forward to this uh, year as an event is the Generation uh, BTA, our um, shadow board who are organising their first event. Yeah. And that's really your area. So maybe you want to touch on that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we've got a couple of webinars before that. So uh, again, encourage people to go to our website and have a look if it's uh, those webinars of interest. Uh, debt recovery for TMCs, I'm sure, touches everybody's uh, area. So really important one there being led by our partner, Travelor. We've got our Diamond Air who are uh, shouting and singing around our um, uh, their new service that they're offering for premium travellers. So a couple of good webinars in there. And we've also got our accommodation conference, Clive. Uh, really yeah. um, thorough uh, day of conversation and topic, looking at uh, the shifting trends, the corporate rate increases, sustainability within the hotel industry. So lots of topics that I think will bring out good discussion. And that's on the 23rd of Jan. So again, uh, we've almost, almost filled that. So if people are listening and they want last minute places please feel free to go and, and jump in but the networking event for the gen board i think it's the first one um that the board have uh you know actively asked us as the bta that they wanted to deliver and build um they want to make it uh in their words the trendiest and most popular event uh in the industry and it's really i better at... not go then did i i'll ruin that oh, no. yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's for the it's for the, the the people new to the industry clive not, not the people <laughs> about to exit the industry yeah. at some point in the next 12 months <laughs> but um yeah i mean it's it's aimed at those new to the industry and it's really to give them a sense of community and a sense of yeah. you know what our industry is about how you can build your career and have a really long and fulfilled uh career in in the industry and sort of you know give them that kind of overview because i think sometimes whether you're you know you're 18 and you're stepping into your first job or you're 54 and you've just stepped into travel it, it's irrelevant it's about understanding that this is a really good place industry to work in and uh, you know a lot of our partners and members are really good uh, give give an offer good opportunities once yeah. you're inside inside uh, their organizations yeah, and it's a, it's a nice social event as well. We've got some of our partners who are going to come along, and there's there's drinks, yeah, these prizes to be won, these uh, yeah. drinks and canopies to be had. So I think it's yeah, be it'd be a good, nice and relaxed industry. We're not going to sit there and talk to everyone for three hours. I think it's just about uh, networking with industry peers, uh, meeting other yeah, people, good. that are walking the same path you are in in terms of just arriving into the industry, and yeah, just making the most of um, building that network, which we all know is super important as you take that journey through your career. Yeah, absolutely. And I, if there's anybody uh, listening to this at all, <laughs> but anybody who's new into it, you can, if you work for one of our member TMCs, and I'm sure, and hopefully all of you are, then welcome to come along. Or if you're somebody in a management position and has got new joiners, then please, please, it's free. Uh, it's it's mostly out of work hours, I think, isn't it? So you're not going to lose it any is, yeah, productivity. Yeah, yeah uh, it's, a, it's, it's in a, the evening. Yeah, 5, 5 p.m. starts, so kind of end, end of that working day and finishes about 8, 8.30 to give everyone enough time to to crack on and get home to yeah. their various uh, locations. So, so no excuses not to send your staff along. It's good for them. They meet suppliers, they meet some peers and colleagues and and start creating that community. And um, what date was it again, just so my people? It's on Thursday the 6th of February. 
There you go. It's not not far away, and and who doesn't need a bit of a cheering up in early February uh, with a few free drinks and prizes and a, and a lot of great mates to um, to catch up with. So then, um, yeah, really you know, to finish up, we've got our next big event is the the spring conference. Really, uh, after that, yeah. Which, um, yeah, is uh, happening on the 11th of March at the uh, Congress Centre in London. Uh, I've 99.9% finished um, getting speakers and everything together. So when I get uh, back into the United Kingdom, uh, we'll release uh, a more fuller agenda around what it, what it is. I, I generally, you know, again, um, really pleased at the content that we've got. The, the theme is progress, and that's linked to our manifesto about you know, how we're we getting on with some of these issues and other issues that get there. So we'll just be talking about what is happening. Um, so I think really informative uh, and again, you know, there are places at a very good rate for members uh, and partners if you need additional spaces. And uh, we do have quite a, quite a big venue, although it's filling very quickly. So we've catered for uh, people turning up to hear that with um, at least uh, one fantastic keynote speaker uh, confirmed and another one I hope to get confirmed soon one way or another. So please, again, do uh, do come on for that. Looking forward to it. It should be, uh, should be an excellent day. Yeah. Excellent. And- yeah. Prior to that, Clive, we've even got our aviation sector. Oh, oh, yeah. Why did I forget that? That's oh, a huge um, one, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so lot, lots going on. I think, as we said at the start, you know, Q1, Q2 is going to be really important for us. I think um, not only with the conversations we're having with the various government departments and DFT and so forth, but I think, it, uh, you know, as we move into election year, I think everybody's mind is going to be focused on that and see how that pans out. So it's really important that we... We get through a lot of our stuff in in the first half of the year and really make a difference and get some of these conversations started. Yeah, no, it is, and we're uh, yeah we're here to help. That's what we do, and uh, here to you know, solve the issues, get people together, have a bit of a laugh, and uh, make this industry uh, one big community. And in fact, I should just say we are heading up to Scotland as a team later in the year. Looking forward. We to are that. an event to get. BTA on the road or BTA out and about. I don't know what the phrase is that we're going to use, but um, yeah, we're going to we're going to take the BTA on the road with some of our partners to meet those that um, don't always get down to the uh, the smoke uh, in London. But um, yeah, so lots of things, new things planned. Some of the old stuff still uh, in here that everybody knows and loves, and we'll keep running that. So there we are. That's 2024's first BTA review. I think we call it a wrap in the industry, don't we? Well, it's a wrap now. Yeah. That's where you drop the mic and cut me off. Clear off and head off to the airport. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, good to to speak. I hope everybody is listening, enjoyed our little ramblings of what's going on at the BTA and around in the industry. Watch out for our campaigns. Do get involved, particularly on the airport fee one. Let's let's try and make a difference. It'd be fun to um, to at least get a reduction, if nothing else. I've got EVs uh, half price or free, if it really is all about Mm. sustainability at the airports that they claim. Ha uh-huh. ha. Um, anyway, there we go. That's uh, enough from me. Uh, I will see you on the next podcast. Thank you for listening. And it's a cheerio from me. And it's a cheerio from me. That was the BTA podcast. BTA, the voice of business travel.